We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program Caregiver Dave Nassani. Dave, how are you, man? What's up? I'm doing great here in Southern California. Kind of windy. Is it windy down there where you are? Or, oh, it's or, is Corinne, is it windy right Corinne, now? Sorry. Yeah, is it, how's the weather right now for you? Very windy. Very windy. windy. Okay. Cold so wind right off the snow. So we all know her from The Bachelor and also Bachelor in Paradise. And I'm excited to welcome Corinne Olympios. Corinne, thanks for stopping by. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Great. So Great. let's talk about specifically because you always want to be a performer. Was that something growing up entertainer? Was that something growing up you wanted to do? Yeah, well, I just always really loved being the center of attention, so it just fit. <laughs> center of attention. So what age did you start becoming the center of attention? Very, very young, straight out the womb. I was always very needy. <laughs> oh, very needy. So what types of, so when you were younger, that type of attention would be just kind of, did you throw the tantrum, tamper tantrums to get attention early? Like, I, like, hey, watch this. And I'd like sing a song or like do a dance. And I'd oh, there you like, go. like try to make everybody laugh always and do like silly things. I was super into like impersonating cartoons. Like I would be like doing like Jim Carrey style impersonations of like the cartoons that <laughs> I would watch. Like I and I, I didn't even know what I was really doing. And my parents were like, whoa, whoa, she's. <laughs> We got a star here. There's a star in the family. <laughs> and were you the class clown too? Getting in trouble in class? I was. I loved being like the one that everyone would be like, oh my God, like, look, like Corinne's doing something funny. Like, <laughs> like everyone laughing. And did that get I, you in I, detention a lot? No, my teachers loved it too. Honestly, I went to a super small private <sighs> school where I was like, we, we all were just like, no rules cool, really cool. and just be and you're still doing comedy yep. yeah, yeah. That's, I am doing comedy. and that's interesting i want to know more about that whole comedy experience did you do some acting did you take acting classes growing up and stuff and did you do some theater and things like that before the opportunity with the bachelor <laughs> maybe she taught um, acting <laughs> um i did some acting lessons um privately and um I, I liked it a lot. I just like reality was where I was supposed to be because being myself and being me is like where I thrive. So I think reality was a good intro to the entertainment world, but I am getting back into acting and I'm getting into stand up. Um, I headlined the Irvine Improv right before the pandemic and it was supposed to kick off my tour and it all went to crap. So now we're starting again. And I'm super excited. It's my first show back February 20th um, in Huntington Beach. Awesome. How old were you when you did your first official comedy routine? And do you write your own material? I mean, it just comes out of your head or you copy somebody? I have a writing or? partner who helps me build out my <sighs> ideas, um, who knows me very well. So we work really well together and we build out these bits and um, they work. I was doing a bunch of type fives at the comedy store um, in LA when I lived here, when I was 28, I first started. And now um, it led me to headline at the improv, uh, my own show, which was super incredible. And now I'm going to go on tour doing my own shows. Wow. Good for you. Is your so partner think- a comic as well? Uh, no. 
So let's kind of jump into this specifically enough. One, you said reality television was the first step for you in this process of this journey. Yeah. Was always comedy in the back of your mind? I'm going to be doing this. This is no ifs, ands, or buts, but this is just going to be where I'm going to get, you know, get my, get my, build my brand and then go to that. What were you thinking when you had took the opportunity? My, my whole team, um, especially my manager, who's very close to me, really, really wanted me to always do stand up. They were always encouraging me to do it. And I literally said to them, I will never in my life do that. I, it's not what I want to do. I'm not doing it. And I don't even know how or why I was convinced to do a tight five. And I did. And I fell in love. And I just really loved how scared I was. And then the feeling after. So I kind of, I, I never really planned to do it. And here I am. Wow. Yeah. There's nothing like that feeling trying to make people laugh and that fear of what if they don't laugh. It's so scary. <laughs> I know it's I did so four, scary. I did a four minute set. And so I'm, I understand, but I did make I, them laugh. That's good. Yes. Good. Good. I was on my bucket list. So how do you warm people up? You know, sometimes when you're, you have to get that first joke out. <sighs> The first thing, how do you do it, Corinne, to not be cringing if, what if they don't say anything? And oh my gosh, I have to go to the next joke. I, I, <laughs> I, well, when I first started, I was like, oh, this is like my first show. This is only my second show. So here I am. Like, I would just like tell them kind of like. Disarm them. Yeah. But then it made them like so much more encouraging, which was cool. But now I can't really do that because I'm a little bit more seasoned. So I feel like I'm going to start with like a feng shui joke, like moving the mic stand a little bit. That always gets it going. That's funny. Do you hope that through this experience and your success in comedy, that could land a, you know, a great role on a TV show or movie? A hundred percent. That's the goal for me. The goal for me is in the next five to 10 years, like I, my goal is to have my own late night show. I'm going to be doing that one way or another. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to be the next Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, Johnny Carson was great with the Tonight Show because he started so many comics careers. I don't know if we have something like that today. You know, the Tonight Show is still there, but it's not Johnny. Yeah, we need just like a good old fashioned late night talk show. Just plain late night talk show. Nothing fancy smanchy. Just nice, good old late night talk show with interviewing fun people maybe so, that'll be you, you hey you think that's meant that's I'm missing do it. You, she says you she already it. said it she already <laughs> said she's gonna do it dave so she's gonna right. do it that's the bottom line so the point i'm making corinne is do, do you feel that it's missing <sighs> in late night talk especially different talk shows that are really not having those conversations it's really kind of just not that interesting or not entertaining to the way you want political uh, night fashion. night talk talk yeah i mean i I mean, the way I would do my late night talk show would just be different. So, yeah, I mean, I love the whole concept of it. Sorry, I'm not really sure what you're asking. No, I'm, like, the, <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking you down that, like you said, you wanted to be traditional talk show. How yeah. would you run that with uh, not giving everything away if you had your own late night talk show? I would do my own stand up comedy, have really cool guests on that are relevant at the time talk about real life stuff um and just kind of have fun with it yeah that, that sounds cool that. yeah yeah and there's always different ones in so many ways and, and yeah yeah you know, i just feel like all the like 
people are trying to get like so crazy with the, with the games and the this and all that's fun. But like, I just want to do a good old comedy late night show with Corinne. Yeah. And see, you know, Stephen Colbert does that in a lot of ways. And the fact that he interviews the people, he has a little comedy set, but he's really not doing as many of the gimmicks. He's sitting down and talking to people and having an interview. As a journalist myself, I want to see more of a conversation. You know, yeah. especially let's learn about your project. Let's know what's really deep about it. Not have a conversation on what happened last week. You know, some really delving deep into the project. So people say, hey, I'm going to go watch that TV show. Or I'm going to go that. No, yeah. go down in this conversation. Hey, like they're having a cup of coffee. I just don't see that as entertaining as I really want to know about, especially if somebody like, you know, Ozark just came out. I want to hear from the actor really the not more of the the thought process with the fans and everything with Ozark not oh what'd you do last week that just that's just that's I don't that's what I don't care for I want more of a traditional talk show have a conversation with somebody really learn about what makes them tick and what makes them do that so I'm going to segue to a question right now for you Corinne when you're thinking as a comedian what is your ultimate goal after you're done performing? What do you want your audience to get the most out of? Like, what do I want to walk away feeling yeah. I accomplished during that time? Accomplished, accomplished. yes. For your fans and you. Mm -hmm. I, what to me is the most amazing compliment is like when someone says to me, wow, like this made me like you so much more. I, it, I feel really like relatable to you. I love how relatable you are. And I feel like you're just very real. I love when people tell me that. Um, I don't want it to ever feel too like scripted or acty because I'm a very, part of the reason why I was so successful with coming off The Bachelor was because I was always very much myself and I was so just genuine in how I was feeling at the time. And I didn't really put on an act. And I was just me. And, I, and people were like, at first they hated me, but then people were like, actually, she's just a normal girl and everything she's saying is how we're all feeling. And so when people would come up to me and meet me and they were just like, I like they would just come hug me. And they're like, sorry, I didn't mean to just like hug you like that. I just feel like I know you. And a lot like that's basically what a lot of people would say to me. And that to me is really, really important. So let's talk about reality TV, because, you know, it goes from one gambit to the next uh some are criticized for being too scripted some are just ridiculous what was it like on that show and how did your um desire to be real conflict with those who wanted to be scripted i mean it's not about being scripted or not scripted it's just like we were all normal just regular girls at the time and when camera was would go up they would just be like <laughs> we have to be we have to be very polite and very together and for me I was like like just be yourself like it's fine and then I would just like have a couple drinks and just like act how I would act if I was just like dating a guy like you know I didn't do things I didn't want to do and I was just me and people thought it was great and funny because people don't act like that on reality tv because people try to be something they're not and I did not do that and that's, is that really hard for most people to do, just be themselves on or off TV? And I would think that they would just not tell you when they're filming because they would get more of a genuineness, no? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think just people, like, 
because they've never been in front of the camera before. Like we were all very, we were all just like unseasoned. <laughs> yeah. New, very new. No one's been in front of the camera before. So it, like a lot of people can't handle it. And then that experience, once finally the show airs, right? You went and taped it. You did that experience. You went through the challenges of the whole thing. And then you have to relive it. Did you rewatch all of it? Or did you watch? And, and, were you, and were you pleased at your performance when you watch? Some people hate to watch themselves. Yeah, I mean, I watch it now. And like, given it's been a couple of years, so I'm a completely different human now. Um, <laughs> like, where like, just some stuff I said was just batshit insane. But I, <laughs> I, at the time, I was proud of myself. I was like, listen, I literally did not put on any sort of act. And this is how I am. And yeah, there were moments where I was like, ooh. <laughs> but um yeah but that's anybody i mean anybody's gonna have moments where they cringe at themselves anytime and after that experience was it challenging to the now you're a celebrity right in so many ways from that one the the experience of the bachelor then people recognize you everywhere how have you dealt with it and, and continue to deal with it with being in the limelight and stuff how do you how do you go deal with that it's, I love it. I mean, I, I mean, who wouldn't, I mean, people like are the meanest thing someone's ever said to me was like a guy came up to me and was like, you're Corinne. My wife fucking hates you. And I was like, it's okay. Sometimes I hate myself too. <laughs> so how recognizable but are I, you if you go out in public? Oh yeah, Dave, she is. Trust me. <laughs> If the bachelor is one of the, how big of a brand and how much is it watched all over the world? Corinne, a ton, right? How many views is it? Like 10, 10 million views? Bachelor? Yeah. Yeah. It's huge ratings. It's hard. Yeah. The ratings are like huge. My ratings were of course the highest because I was just so entertaining, but you know, and forgive my my ignorance, but who's the uh, demographics? Younger people. It's gigantic. That's just all I have to say. Everybody now. Everybody. Everybody. There's tons of Everybody. people watch The Bachelor. It is prime time, one of the top rated shows every every uh, season, right? Isn't that correct? Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So everyone, so it just depends, Dave. You just have not chosen that because you're still binge watching different things. But when you're talking reality television, Bachelor is probably top five, would you say, of reality yeah. TV shows? Pr- pretty much. And it doesn't matter yeah. how long you are on the show you will be recognizable and we're Corinne's experience and having being part of the bachelor brand. And then how do you want, you, you don't always want to be typecast that. So that's another challenge. What you deal with. Yeah. The thing is, is what, like they, they tried to carry on, like, because I, I changed the game for the show a lot. Uh, There's never been like someone like me that was just the way I was. And they tried to carry it on after and, cast people to replace me and we've heard that from producers on the show they're like no that she was cast to be the next Grand olympias and it just never worked because you can't there's only one yeah (laughs) um um, that was kind of weird for a while but people saw it and it was like kind of like a buzz like oh they're trying to create more Korean Olympiases and it's it's not working so that wasn't working for a while i haven't watched the show this season at all but I think they chilled out with that a little bit. And for me, um, I, I love my bachelor family. It's where Corinne was born into the public world, but, um, I don't know, like 
for me, I feel like I'd be ready to go back on if I were to be cast as like the next Bachelorette because I'm single again. And like, I just feel like they could use a little bit of Corinne Olympias, like the real true one back if they'll ever get over their little pissy fit. But we'll see. Hey, you heard it here first on the Neil Haley show. I guess I don't know what the hissy fit is. So so Dave, you're going to have to do some read up. I was reading up a little bit, but I promised I'm not. Yeah, we'll we'll let you Google that later. Yeah, yeah, you Google that later. (laughs) And I won't do that because I don't want to talk because everyone else asks you that same gossip question. I just really want to know who the real person is. That's like you want in a talk show. You're not going to go and go on it when you're you have your late night show because you believe in it. You will have it. You're not going to go and say something that's going to make them cringe right? That's not fair. It's more of a conversation and really get to know the real person. You know, when we have these experiences, these things that, you know, some people see on camera and some people see that happen off camera, you don't want to talk about those things. You want to talk about what makes people happy and real. Cause it's all about being yeah. happy and real at the end. Yeah. Of the day. It's not like when I went on Ellen, it was a little bit like there were, there were tough questions and I, it, like questions got a little tough for a while. And it's like, why is there no like talk show where I can, I can like come on and be like excited to tell you what's going on with me and what projects I'm doing and, and tell you about like things that I'm excited to tell you about. It's always like a, no, we want to know like this certain question and you're going to keep drilling me about it. It's just so uncomfortable. Like when you come on the Corinne Olympias late night show, you're going to talk about everything that makes you excited to be working in the entertainment business and what you're doing. And we're going to have so much fun. That's what I want. See, and that's the thing. And, and I'm sure because of those kind of questions, anytime you get on a talk show, are they going to ask a question that's cringeworthy? And so trust me, because I've done this for 12 years and interviewed 7,000 plus people and interviewed celebrities all the time, I would never want to be put in that position because ultimately I, you know, I wasn't on a big stage like you, but I was a former professional wrestler. So I knew what would happen backstage. And I also knew what would happen once we left and, you know, we go with the fans or go different things. So I would never want to put somebody in that position. And that's what media is about. And that's why a lot of people just turn it off. Corinne, that's the honest to God truth. Your fans don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. They want something new. Tell you like, about this one thing that we already like uh, know about in our past. Like, let's talk about things that I'm doing now and like how behind the scenes is and how like I've am growing my show and this and that and what I'm going to do next. Like that stuff's fun and interesting. You don't want to exactly. keep hearing about the thing that happened four fucking years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just so you know, because I don't, I don't know who you are. I'm one of the few people in the I world who and has I never love- seen you. And I like you. You're wonderful got a great personality <clears throat> you're very authentic and i would tune in to watch you now and it's her comedy and then, okay go Grin. no no that means a lot i was just saying thank uh, you oh that's awesome all right so dave has a final question it's evolved in caregiving so go ahead dave with your question yeah you know i'm an entrepreneur uh, i have a gas station for 47 years but 25 years ago my wife had a stroke we've been married for that long about 47 years as well and she lost her speech, became paralyzed on one side. And, you know, we were concerned and, and uh, in this grief period for a couple of years. Then we reinvented ourselves and figured it out. And, and now I'm caregiver Dave. I help other caregivers uh, because 30% of them actually die before their loved ones do. Maybe you know some caregivers, uh, grandparents or whatever. 
And so I started caregiverdave.com. It's a community support group. I've been on TV all over the country and speak on stages everywhere. And I just talk to normal people and say, hey, you know, have you thought about caregiving? Because eventually you're either going to become a caregiver one day or you're going to need a caregiver one day. And now's the time to think about it because, you know, I was just living a normal life on August 31st, 1996. And then the very next day, bam, my whole life is turned upside down. Have you thought about that? Do you know anybody who's a caregiver? Well, um, I don't. My, my grandparents don't have caregivers. They don't need them yet. Cool. Um, <laughs> around that. But. Lucky you. Lucky you. But one day. <laughs> just file that in the back of your brain. Yes. One day I will need a caregiver and I will get it from caregiverdave.com. <laughs> see, that's a great, see, that's a great poem. We'll have to place that. But Corinne, everyone needs to check out your comedy show. How can they do it? Tell us, especially yeah. when it's coming up and all that stuff. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to be posting on my Instagram at C Olympias, um, where you can go. It's going to be at rec room in Huntington beach, California on February 20th. Um, there are limited tickets because of, like COVID reasons. Um, so they're only filling up half the space. So as soon as I post, it's, it's, it's going to be get your tickets quick because it's my first show back. It's going to be a very big deal. It's going to be so fun. I'm having celebrity guests. Um, it's, it's, there's a lot of surprises. It's going to be great. It's going to, it's, it's going to be late night talk show. There yeah. you go. You're auditioning. Yeah. And so, so you can't tell us the celebrities yet. You have to stay no. here by following your Instagram and what's your Instagram. It's at C-O-L-Y-M-P-I-O-S, C-Olympios, my last name. Oh, my gosh. So do you, do you have your comedy on YouTube as well? I mean, can we see some stuff you've done? In the past? I am going to start putting my comedy on YouTube. It is not up there yet. But, right. yes, that will be a thing once I get started this next month. Great. Your fans are excited, right? They're definitely excited, and it'll be a quick sellout for sure. And then more of the tour, right? You, is the tour after that fact? Or are you my, my, I just want to add in my fans that follow me on Instagram. Like, yeah, they love when I post like pretty pictures and you know, whatever I'm an Instagram model. Yeah. But like, I will get probably a hundred messages a week that are like, Hey, we, we know you're really pretty. Like, can you post more of your funny stuff? Like my fans love my comedy. Yeah, do it. There you go. There you go. Okay. We appreciate it, Corinne. Thanks for stopping by and uh, really enjoyed seeing the raw Corinne and learning about yeah. what makes her passionate. And uh, someday you're going to have your own late night talk show. Ho. So yeah. we're waiting yes. on that. Or is But she... until then, tune into my uh, podcast, Corinne Saves Us All. <laughs> okay. There's another one. So and nice meeting you one... for the first time. Thank and you. then there's one more promo. You're going to be the next Bachelorette, right? So we're ready. Yep. So, yep. so there you Even go. Even if I have to like hire a crew and like film it myself, maybe I should just do that and just maybe. do a Corinne Olympia dating show on YouTube. Hey. Or Corinne could pull platform. that off. So your agent needs to start working and get those. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> okay. it. Thanks for stopping Thank by. Bye-bye. All right, guys. That Bye. was the Haley Bye. Show, Caregiver Dave, Celebrity Second. Take care.